For years, I was so fed up with shampoo, I just stopped washing my hair. I quit completely. I was so sick of poofy, frizzy, limp hair, distorting my natural oils. Until a few months ago, I found Modern Mammals, and it changed everything. And by the way, right now you can visit modernmammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. So check that out. So look, I heard about this through the podcast, and before I agreed to advertise, they sent it to me, and I was reluctant. But let me tell you, I should not have been. This stuff is absolutely magical. My hair felt better, smelled way better, and most importantly, looked better. And I know it will do the same for you as well. It doesn't have those hair-ruining chemicals like other products, and it doesn't leave any leftover residues. It works. Don't believe me? Go read their awesome reviews online as well. Go to ModernMammals.com and use code LSS for 10% off. Again, that's ModernMammals.com for 10% off with promo code LSS. Don't forget to use our promo code LSS so they know we sent you. Mr. Mike Howell, we're back again. The third installment of This Is The New Shit. How you holding up? I'm doing as good as I can, just living it. Uh, unfortunately, I'm, we're recording a little bit earlier than we have in the past, so I haven't had lunch yet. Okay, okay. Yes, yes, we can avoid the lunch question. Do you have big lunch plans, though? I do. I'm eating some leftover stromboli that I made earlier in the week. Oh, Stromboli, always something unique with you. I mean, I love to cook. It's a fun hobby. There you go. It is. It's really nice. It's a really nice thing to do. So, um, I guess first things first, we had a real big tragic loss uh, just yesterday. Yeah. Uh, Riley from Power Trip has passed away, and there's no details yet um, on what exactly happened, but I know you're a big fan of the band. This is uh, yeah, This I'm- is really, really horrible. I mean, if you're not aware of who Power Trip is, they're kind of uh, revitalizing the thrash metal scene, in my opinion. They've got influences of hardcore. Um, I've seen the band quite a few times, once or twice at festivals, once or twice at smaller shows. Yeah. And honestly, I've never met Riley. From what I've heard from everybody in my friend circles, things like that, he's a great dude. He's always been a positive voice for the scene from what I've seen. When he's up on stage, he talks about a lot of great social issues and things like that. He's all around kind of a great dude. Uh, yeah, it's, it sucks. And he's been on the short list, I mean, for like years to get him on the show. Yeah. You know, and it never worked out. And man, it's it, it really is. I, I really feel for, for, you know, his family and his bandmates and all the fans of the band yep. um, having to deal with, with this loss right now because... Yeah, I mean, it's one of the biggest bands in the genre and such a bright spark, you know, um, everything yep. that you just said. So, yeah, it really, really sucks. Really early in their career, too. I mean, they've been around since probably what, I think the 
late 2000s, but their career was just really starting to take off. They yeah. were getting on bigger festivals and stuff. So. Exactly. I think I heard about the band only maybe like maybe like two or three years ago, I think, is when I... When I heard about them, and mm-hmm. maybe when they put out Nightmare Logic, I'm not sh- I'm not sure exactly the time frame, but yeah, that that was when they broke out. Yeah, exactly, man. Ugh, dude. The families they're asking for, uh, in lieu of like sending flowers or anything like that to the funeral, if you can make a donation to the Dallas Hope Charities, uh, you can find a link on all the band's social media and everything like that if you want to support Riley's life. So. If you're looking to do some good today, go out and do it. Absolutely. I love that. I love that so much. All right, Mike. Well, we got to talk about the new records coming out. Now we do. But first, let's talk about the number one most anticipated album from last week, which was Point North and their new album, Brand New Vision. Yeah, Brand New Vision. I honestly really like this record. What did you think of it, Shane? It was poppy, really poppy. And and that's not to yes. say that I, I didn't like it. I listened to the record three times all the way through, so I didn't hate it, obviously. But I think the first yeah. time through, uh, I was just expecting, you know, more of that pop punk sound, you know? But then once I got to the end of the record, I was like, you know what? I didn't miss that as much as I maybe thought I would. If someone said, oh, hey, this record's coming out and it's going to be really poppy, um... I actually really like the album enough to listen to it two more times. And I spoke to John. Oh, yeah. And he's going to be on a future episode of the show. So uh, I'm excited about that, too. Good to hear. Yeah, I agree with that. It was definitely more of a poppy record than I want. I mean, I think my favorite Point North song is still obviously going to be Never Coming Home. That song is just crazy good. But I liked a lot of the tracks on here. I liked some of the poppy ones. I liked uh, some of the ones that were close to their original style. Overall, I think it was a pretty well-balanced record between moving towards a more poppy sound, but giving some fan service with definitely still some pop-punky bangers. Absolutely. Well, talking to John, he's stoked. When I said mm-hmm. to him, like, wow, your new record is like really poppy, he's like, oh my God, thank you so much. So that was definitely the direction he was intending it to go. And um, yeah, that's yeah. that's the album. But I think another worthy number one pick... You might be two for two. I might be. All right. All right. Well, let's get into the top five this week. And we got some big records. I'm very interested to know what you chose. So give it to me. Number five. All right. Number five. And this might be a little surprising because has she been involved in the scene? Yes, lately. But Mm -hmm. a lot of people kind of outside our scene don't associate Katy Perry with things like Warp Tour or scene music. Right. But she's putting out her new album, Smile, today. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's uh, cool that you included her. I was wondering if, you know, it was going to be an honorable mention or if you were going to put her in the number one slot. Because what's crazy about Katy Perry is, yes, she does have some ties, you know, to the scene. And she did Warp Tour back in, like, was it 2007 or something? But what's crazy about this is looking her up and, and, you know, just kind of, I always really enjoyed Uh, her songs, especially maybe in the last few years, this is only her fifth album, which kind of surprised me because I feel like she's been around forever. Yeah, and I mean, I hadn't even thought about it, and that surprised me as well, just because she comes out once every like three or four years with a new album, and it's always this kind of thing that it's got songs on it that are like long-standing pop releases, and you'll kind of just hear those over the course of the next three or four years. And all of a sudden it's new album time. And you're thinking, wasn't this last album quite a while ago? And I checked and 
Her last album was 2017, I want to say. Like, it's just crazy how long-lived her material is within uh, her respective market. You're right. She's so big, but you're right. She does kind of tend to disappear and then come back. But what was that song she put out, like, last year, um, the Never Really Over? That song was massive. Yeah. And... With her putting out a single last year that was so big and it's not on this record and, you know, it really is maybe the new thing where some of the most massive stars in the world, they're still going to put out albums, but then they're going to release singles as well. So it really is um, mm-hmm. is interesting. Man, I'm looking at her Spotify plays. It's just insane. Like in, in oh, her yeah. top 10 here, there like eight of the songs have... over 225 million streams and the two that don't are new ones so yeah wow she is a a force to be reckoned with wow and you know once this album comes out those streams are going to easily be there anyways so oh man it's it's crazy there you go well number five is katie perry um i bet you're going to switch gears in a big way here but i don't know what's number four oh yeah uh you know me (laughs) normally not on the pop side and this is another foreign band, so I'm not 100% sure of how to pronounce the name. So I think it's Kaleon. Oh, oh, the, uh, the German band? Yes, the German metalcore band. Oh my goodness. I Yeah, I think we played some festivals or something with them in Germany before. That is a, okay. Yeah, yeah it's kind of a deep cut, especially as an American, I think. Uh, being as they sing mostly, I think, about 80% in German. Yeah. Uh, they're from Dusseldorf. If you like bands like Heaven Shall Burn, Caliban, Parkway Drive, that kind of old-school metalcore sound, even like a Zeo, I think you'll really get down with the riff writing on this album. It's just heavy for being heavy, and do you really need to understand what the lyrics are? <laughs> it's true, right? <laughs> I mean, if you really want to know, you can get a translator app, right? And like probably exactly. get more or less what they're talking about. Yeah, I, re- I don't know how to say this band either. I, th- I've never actually tried. I think I would would have said mm-hmm. like Callahan or something. But yeah, I know it's it is funny because that's a band I've seen their name on, you know, festival ad mats and stuff over the years, but oh, all over I've never place. actually tried to, you know, pronounce the name which which happens sometimes. So, there you go, some German old school metalcore, if we can call it metalcore old school, but uh there we go. Okay. Okay. Number 3. All right, so number 3, I think I need to stop saying that this doesn't happen often cuz it's starting to happen often. Okay. But the new number 3, it's a live album. Oh no! And I know what you're gonna say. It's the new S and M two by Metallica, <laughs> and I am so excited for this. Oh no, you're not. Are uh, you really excited? I am. Even <laughs> though they're all old now and everything like that, I've still got a special place in my heart. Grew up a thrash kid into Exodus, Slayer, Metallica, Megadeth, all that great stuff, and. I mean, it's so weird because if you told me I was getting a Metallica live album in 2020, I would honestly most of the time be kind of eh on it. But the fact that it's S&M 2 and they've incorporated the San Francisco Orchestra again, right. I think it's just an always, it's an interesting to take. Like one of my favorite live albums ever is Bring Me the Horizon at the Royal Albert where they play with a full orchestra. Right. And it just brings this weird element to heavy metal. And I know a lot of people say that orchestral like symphony kind of music is really similar to heavy metal because a lot of the fans just like things that are grandiose right right right. it's 
really interesting, but I think symphony and metal go so well together, and I'm excited for this. Well, yeah, I remember when the first S&M record came out, which is probably like mm-hmm. 1999 or something like that. I remember Metallica, because I, I mean, a little background on me and Metallica. It, it, I wouldn't be a musician if it wasn't for Metallica. The reason I ever picked up a guitar was because I heard one the song one, you know, from Injustice oh, for yeah. All, and then the Black Album came out. It changed my life, and I am a diehard Metallica fan. And I remember they didn't put out records for a long time. You know, like Load came out, mm-hmm. and then they like then the next year they put out Reload, and then the next year they put out the um, Garage Inc., and then the next year they put out S and M. You know, they put out all these releases. And I remember at the time they put out the S and M record, the you know the, the with the Symphony. It was really groundbreaking, like to have mm-hmm. you know a heavy metal band play with a symphony, and Michael Kamen orchestrated the whole thing and and whatever. Now that was twenty one years ago. I pulled up the track listing for this. Yep, and it is so weird to me that they're playing a lot of the same songs, including the first two songs, "The Ecstasy of Gold" and "Call of Cthulhu." The same two songs on the original one twenty one years ago. <laughs> Why would they do that? That is like the strangest move. Like, okay, we're going to do a sequel and we're going to start it with the same two songs. To me, that is so weird. It's also just such a power move. Like, it's Metallica. Metallica can do whatever they want, right? Like, I think that's the problem, though, Mike. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't care. I'm here for it. I'll check it out once. I'm not going to buy it right off the get-go. I'll stream it on Spotify, and if I like it, I'll order it. But... I mean, you got to let them experiment once in a while, <laughs> except Lulu. We, yeah, no I more Lulu, please. After Metallica does the Lulu record, for me, they're cut off, okay? All right. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here, okay, Metallica? <laughs> <laughs> I, I uh, No, I, I, as a fan of Metallica, I will check this out. I will listen to it. I am, I am interested in some of the stuff they have in the center here, like some of the more... Uh, you know, they use words like opus and sweet and foundry, and I'm wondering what all that means. So I'm I'm interested in yeah. that. But then when I see Unforgiven 3 on the track list, I'm like, oh, my God, really? Really? Unforgiven 3? Not even 2? Yeah, I mean. Oh, my goodness. We'll see what happens. It's, we will see what happens. This, is, this one's kind of one of the wildest takes I've taken because this could either turn out that I'm the prophet and this was an amazing release <laughs> or I just recommended one of the mo- worst live records to ever exist. We'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh yeah, it's it's I would say it's 50-50 but it's probably more like 20-80 not in your favor, Mike. So uh anyway. Oh, probably not, but that that's risk <laughs> reward for you. All right. Well, we got two more. I bet I know what one of them is. Uh what's number 2? So number two, it's the new EP, uh, DCX2 by Diamond Construct. They're this small metalcore band out of Australia. I don't know this band. Yeah, they're leaning kind of towards more of the progressive, like melodic versions of metalcore. But they also know how to go hard and they incorporate some weird hip hop elements. Like uh, if you're familiar with Alpha Wolf or Void of Vision, they're kind of similar to those bands. And... Honestly, everything I've ever heard from this band is just crazy good. It, I mean, it's Australian metalcore, right? You can't go wrong in most occasions. Okay. And I don't know. I just think this EP is going to be really good. It's They're a smaller band, obviously. You haven't heard of them. I'm sure most of our listeners won't have heard of them. But I've really enjoyed them, and I'm excited for this EP. 
Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I have to check out this band. Are they a newer band? Is that why uh, maybe I've missed them? Or is like what release? Oh, you say um, it's an EP. Um, yep. it, have they put out a bunch of records? So yeah, this is actually their first EP. They've got two albums out. And overall, I've kind of just liked everything I've ever heard from them. Cool. Well, there you go. Well, that's a good recommendation. And that's why we have you, to get to the depths and find those really hidden gems of of the metalcore genre in a lot of cases. So thank you very much for that, Mike. I mean, some sometimes I know some cool pop punk bands, too. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Okay, well, it's about to be the time. But first, listen to this. And we're back. Okay, Mike, give it to me. What is the number one most anticipated album this week? I've been waiting for this album for a long time. It's been delayed twice. Yep. It's been three years since their last record, and honestly, the instant they put out their last record, I wanted another one because I liked it so much. And this band is? It's the new album by Paris called Use Me. If you've never listened to Paris, they do these kind of alternative pop rock with really kind of dark undertones, and I think they're honestly the next Bring Me the Horizon, Fall Out Boy, Panic at the Disco to pop out of this scene and actually start doing arena shows on their own and such. Well, I love this band. I always have. You know, we did some shows with them on Warp Tour whenever it was. Jeez, mm-hmm. I think it was like 2013 or maybe 2015. I can't remember which year. But, you know, right when they were coming up and right away, you know, I knew Lynn was a star and this band was going to be massive and their first album kind of blew the roof off, you know? I mean, it exceeded oh, yeah. so many expectations and they were selling out, you know, 2,500 seat venues like in one day, you know, like massive, massive band. Oh, and then absolutely I, crazy. And you talk about delays with this new record. I remember there being tons of delays with the second album too. And it got pushed back oh, yeah. and pushed back and nobody knew what was going on. And, and it seemed like... Lynn was kind of frustrated and I don't I don't know it seemed like there was a lot of issues and the record came out and I absolutely loved it but I don't know if it resonated the same way with their fan base so this album seems like yeah. it's going to be the one that like you said is it going to propel them to growing into an arena band if bands are ever going to play in arenas again who knows you know or I mean, or are they going to tread water and is this going to be you know this is going to be where they're where they are. I think this really is an important album for Paris, and I can't wait to hear it. I'd have to agree with that too, especially. Uh, I think next year the tour got moved. They're opening up for Halsey. This is oh, a wow. huge opportunity that, uh, from what I've heard on the EP and the singles, this album's going to pop off, and it's actually going to be a contender for one of my albums of the year. Odd to say that with a pop rock kind of act for me, but. I really think that this album as a whole is going to come together and it's just going to be amazing and they're going to be up there. Absolutely. I mean, you know, you call them a pop rock act. They are so much more than that. You know, they have this, this, you talk about their dark elements and I, I always think of their almost dreamlike tones, you know, and melodies that they're able to put together unlike any other band, you know, in our scene for sure, but just even out there right now. And I I am really excited for this record. It's been a long time coming and 
Yeah, I mean the first the first Paris record came out in 2014, so you know three years between each record, and uh, I I think this is going to be worth the wait. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I'm gonna have to wait to listen to it last after I go through everything else on my list because once I listen to it once, it's not coming off for the rest of the week. There you most go. Likely, I love it. So, well, next week we will talk about what we think of this record, and I I'm excited. I am really excited to dive into this one. I uh, can't wait. Same here. So, Mike, uh, okay, well, there's the list. Let's recap it real quick. Number five. Katy Perry with her new album, Smile. Number four. Kelly Owen with their new album, Metropolis. Pretty good pronunciation on that. I think I think you nailed it. I think I did, too. Some Germans are probably very mad. Number three. Metallica with S&M 2. Okay. <laughs> number two. Diamond Construct with their new EP, DCX 2. And number one is, of course, the new Paris album, which is called, I forget. Use Me. Use Me. There what a great is. album title, too. Like, it's simple. It's to the point with the themes that I think they're going to hit on this record. I'm, a, I'm so excited for it. Hell yeah, man. Any honorable mentions that you, you know, maybe we didn't get to in the top five, but people should know about? Yeah. Uh, so, obviously, uh, one of my favorite metalcore bands ever is putting out a new single. We're getting a new single from Era. If you have never heard from Era and you're into metalcore, I don't know what's wrong with you. They're extremely technical, great clean vocals, great songwriting overall. This band is on a tear right now and absolutely can't stop. Right. Yeah, and it's and it's spelled E R R A for people not familiar with the band. Yes. They've I've seen them yep. play quite a few times. They opened tour with August Burns Red and, and a bunch of others and yes, you're right. They are really this could be, you know, when they put out a new album, it could be their their big ticket, you know, onto the the big platform. Oh, yeah. Which is crazy to say for a band's fifth album, too. Right. But who knows? Uh, next, I've got a new single from my favorite punk band, honestly. And you know me. I don't listen to a lot of punk. You should, Mike. You should. I probably should listen to more punk. But it's the new single from Chicago Native's Guardrail, a personal friend of mine's band as well. And, oh, they're just such a good band. Absolutely. Yeah, they've got an EP coming out in September. That's going to be exciting, too. Yep. No, I, I'm super excited to hear... You know this too as a as a newer band. You know a band that's been a little bit in the shadows. You know I think this could be mm-hmm. their time to break out. Oh, I think so too. I'm really excited for those guys. And then uh, my last one, just kind of a small metalcore band out of uh, Pennsylvania. It's a band called Pathogen. They dropped their new album yesterday, so you can listen to it anywhere Friday, obviously. But I think that that band's got a lot of potential, and they might be breaking out of the Pennsylvania music scene pretty soon. There you go. Pathogens are very hot right now. So, uh, I something think, like that. <laughs> yes, I don't know. I'm not exactly sure what the definition of a pathogen is, but you know, if it has anything to do with uh, viruses or anything of that nature, then I think, uh, uh, yeah, this this could be really popular right now. It's, it seems to be going around. Yeah, it's close enough. <laughs> do you have anything? No, I think you just about covered it. To be honest, Mike. I mean, I think uh, this may be a little bit of a slower week than most, which. You know, we picked a time to launch this podcast when a lot of labels are holding back albums, right? Because, Mm -hmm. you know, bands can't go on tour. There's a lot of uncertainty, you know, out there. Uh, The same way that, you know, movies are getting delayed, although I'm pretty stoked for the new Bill and Ted movie on Friday. That's a big one. Oh, I'm so excited for that. (laughs) It is so cool they managed to get Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter back together to do that. After oh, yeah. when was the last movie like twenty five years ago? 
Like, uh, yeah, maybe more. I, I it no it is so rad. And one of my buddies actually, he did a bunch of the artwork for the new movie and he's done a bunch of the reissue posters and stuff. So oh, awesome. I'm super excited just for this because Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure so good. Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey could be one of the greatest sequels ever. And it gets a little bit under the radar. Oh. I think it's better than the original. So I am really excited for this. And I think the fact that so much time has passed, they've had so much time to reflect back on, you know what I mean, what makes those movies great, that I think it's mm-hmm. going to be really, really cool. Because this, this kind of shit never happens. I know, right? Like, it's absolutely crazy. It's I, I don't even know what to compare it to because it's been so long, right? Like... It's been even longer since, like, between the Star Wars prequels and the original <laughs> trilogy. Like, no, no, totally. It's wild. No, totally. And, like, the only movies that come to mind that have had really long times between sequels would be maybe, like, Indiana Jones when they put out that last pretty bad one. Oh, yeah. Uh, or The Godfather Part Three. That was a long time mm-hmm. between. Uh, but those are serious movies, you know? Those aren't, yeah. aren't comedies, right? Where. Who gives a shit, you know? So I think, you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty cool to 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 see what what they come up with. And uh, that's to be honest, I love music and music's my life. But I am most excited for Friday for the new Bill and Ted movie. <laughs> if we're well, being honest, I'm excited for it too. But I, I won't say I'm more excited for that than the new Paris album. <laughs> Fair enough, Mike. All right, man. Well, enjoy your lunch. Thanks again, and we will talk for next sure, week. I'll see you later. All this new shit, got a new whip, that's some new ice, that's some new drip, got rid of my old trash, got a new bitch, all this new shit, all this new shit, all this new shit, got a new whip, that's some new ice, that's some new drip, got rid of my old trash, got a new bitch, all this new shit.